Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. All right, good morning, New Jersey. This is our weekly podcast, and good to be here with you, Jim, on National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. <laughs> well, I think everybody's doing that these days. <laughs> yeah, I, it's getting kind of old. In normal circumstances, it'd be great to wear your PJs to work. But now today I got dressed up for the occasion. I'm wearing my Dick Van Dyke Argyle sweater. And we're ready to go. We're going to have a lot to talk about today here on the podcast. Yeah, there's a whole lot of things going on. And I think we'd like to touch on a number. I'm just sort of scanning uh, things that will come up. I want to uh, suggest uh, that we have sort of a litmus test for our governor, uh-huh. who is performing uh, his duties of his office to try to keep us safe with the restrictions and, and the, the measures that are being taken. Uh, I would like to make a kind of a litmus test. If he really cares about the people of New Jersey, he will come up with some kind of a property tax payment holiday, the quarterly payment that's due the first May. Now, that's what a little over a week away. Right. And so they're they're deferring uh, what bank payments, they're deferring rents, they're deferring mortgage, everything. Do something about the property tax, because especially if you want to limit it to people over 65 or whatever age you pick as a means test, this is fine with me. But here you get people who certainly have paid their dues and they're suffering as much as anybody is with this, maybe more in many cases, because if nothing else, they are more susceptible to the uh, the worst ravages of the of the disease. Right. And so these are people who paid their dues over the years of outrageous property taxes in New Jersey. And they've not only paid the fiddler, but they've paid the whole orchestra. So I think it's time you gave them a break. So I would urge the governor to give some thought to that uh, pretty quickly now so they can do some planning. The other thing I want to suggest uh, what I'm calling the Trump frustration syndrome. We've heard of the Trump derangement syndrome for people who hate the president to the point at which they're becoming mentally unbalanced. But now I've got the Trump frustration syndrome. Uh, the media fatwa on the president. Now, getting back to more practical things here. Oh, oh, uh, there's much talk now, and we want to get into this, Monica, hear from people about it. People are frustrated and to the point of rebelling to get back to work or to get out of their houses. In uh, Michigan, in Lansing, Michigan, the capital, they had this demonstration. 10,000 cars, we're told. Yeah, you yeah, we're wondering, is that going to be coming to New Jersey? Is some sort of protest yeah. uh, you know, imminent here in the state? Because it was quite a turnout yesterday. Oh, uh, it's a big turnout. Now, the people who actually were part of the, the organized protest against this restrictions of going out in Michigan, which are probably the strictest in the country right now, and they're absolutely absurd. I don't have to get into that. But uh, with certain things that you can't buy, uh, uh, totally asinine. But these people stayed in their cars, so there was separation, but there were freelance demonstrations all over the place, and you saw pictures of that. So people are getting to that point. When does it burst in New Jersey, or does it burst? Now, uh, just quickly, the uh, the president 
has said, uh, I believe today they're supposed to release some sort of a plan for people returning to work and getting out of the house before moss grows all over you. So, uh, but they haven't done that yet. So that, that will probably come later. Going to jump into something, right? You brought up when we were talking before we started here, price gouging. Oh, yeah, that's a major stuff. I mean, the story in the news, we've been running it. Eric, uh, Eric Scott had it this morning in the newscast. We, I think there's over 574 cease and desist orders have been issued by the D uh, Division of Consumer Affairs here in the state, along with 89 subpoenas to small businesses and people who are gouging the eyes out of, uh, uh, you know, poor people in, in their time of need. So, I mean, yeah, when we're looking to see if anybody has any reaction, if if you've seen evidence of uh, price gouging throughout the state, and what have you done about it? And, there, and, you, and I guess you can certainly uh, certainly uh, uh, report that. Now, you, you had said you, you were going to tell me that you had a situation well, with price gouging. Yeah, I had one yesterday. Now, somebody, somebody I, I want to warn people now, if you use Amazon, be careful when you order. Because you have a choice. You can put something in your shopping cart, or you can buy it now. Now, I have a habit of running across the little thing with your finger to buy it now when I see something I want. Now, I was looking for, uh, just to see if they had it in, uh, Ezekiel bread. Are you familiar with Ezekiel bread? Yes. I, I haven't eaten it, but I've seen it on... Um... It's, it's a very high protein and very healthy and very low carb bread. Uh, I ran out of mine that I had. The stores have run out of it. So I thought I'd check Amazon. Now, usually they have a little notice up there saying that they're out of the product right try it later all of a sudden here comes a picture of ezekiel bread a loaf of it up there for six dollars and like 25 cents which is a little high but you know it's manageable now normally i probably would have said oh boy joy and rapture unforeseen i could get ezekiel bread and i would have run up about you know six loaves or something and uh slashed it across to buy now but i put it fortunately i put it in the uh basket Went to the basket to check, go to checkout. Now, this is one loaf. One loaf, for some reason, they must have been limiting it because it wouldn't go up, you know, higher than that in numbers. One loaf for six something. Then when you go to checkout, it says one loaf Ezekiel bread, $6 and like 29 cents, $45 and 63 cents shipping and handling. Wow. Now, do you have now, to if I had swiped that, I would be out of 50 bucks for a loaf of bread. Now, do you have to hit a minimum uh, purchase for the pantry or whatever you're uh, shopping with to, to get no. free shipping? Or no, that's something different. Oh, I've, I've, I've bought stuff that is so cheap that I thought Amazon's going to go out of business losing money on shipping with, yeah. with the Prime. Yeah. No. but yeah. and th th See, this was not Amazon. However, Amazon was a platform upon which it occurred. So they would have some responsibility for screening stuff like that, you would think. Right, right. But this was a separate vendor, which, of course, nowadays is not unusual. But again, $6 for a loaf of bread, $45 and like 95 cent shipping and handling. So Great. the total would be over $50 for a loaf of bread. So watch that. Be very careful when you buy. And I would say far as Amazon's concerned, God bless Amazon. They're kind of like the Red Cross in this. Yeah. And of course, some other uh, internet vendors too. Right. But we come to depend on them. And they're very, very dependable. Yeah, but, but they I, do have shenanigans like this going on, and I would urge them to take a look at it. Yeah, my uh, incidents with price gouging has to do with gasoline. I went to a doctor appointment yesterday, and all up and down Route 10 up here in Morris County, 
Everybody's at a dollar ninety nine, dollar ninety seven, two oh nine, which is all within a, an amazingly low price. And then there's this one guy that's still selling for two ninety nine for regular in the are same people, general area. Are people, are people buying it? Are they going? No, in? no, but I'm just saying. But you know, within like a quarter mile, everybody else is at a buck ninety nine. This guy's at two ninety nine. I think I saw one guy uh, further down the road a little bit. He's still at three oh five. What the heck is going on? And why isn't somebody picking up on this sort of thing? I mean, mm. free enterprise is one thing, but fleecing, that's a whole nother story. Anybody else have any comments? We'd love to run your uh, comments. Mention your comments here on the Facebook uh, yeah. comments feed. Let us know if you've had any issues with uh, price gouging throughout the state. No, no. Historically, we have asked for people's comments, people who are watching this, to give comments. We found out sometimes that people are, but they're not getting to us. We don't see them, so we have no idea. So it's not as if we're trying to ignore you. But you're if certainly you being answer you're, questions, please uh, try. Right, and, and, you're, and you're, uh, you're, certainly your comments are being made on the feed, and this uh, Facebook Live feed is being uh, reproduced and uh, put on demand on nj1015.com so people can see it throughout the week or whenever they want to check it out. So again, so, I want to emphasize, I guess about my major point of emphasis today is urging the governor and the powers that be to give thought to deferring or just a total holiday for at least many people, if not everybody, of the property tax payment that is due, the quarterly payment due the 1st of May, yeah. which is not far away. Now, it's nice that you could defer, people can defer rent. Uh, the tax, income tax deadline was deferred for what? three months, I guess, or to July. 15th, yeah. This kind of thing can be done. A counter-argument that you had brought up this morning is probably the towns and the school uh, establishment would start screaming, how are we going to pay everybody? How are we going to keep going if we don't get the property tax payment? Well, the federal government is keeping going by deferring income tax payments. I mean, it can be done. It's, it's a crime that the state doesn't have enough money put aside in some kind of a surplus to cover emergencies. Right. Maybe they do. I don't know, but I'm assuming they don't because they end up getting their revenue by rating <laughs> supposedly safe, uh, like the, uh, the, the Transportation Trust Fund, the Unemployment yeah. Compensation Fund that they steal the money from uh, outrageously. And then when a crisis occurs, they've got nothing. I'm assuming that that holy tradition in New Jersey and the government will, will continue with this. But anyway, this is something people should be howling for. It's just completely unfair that people who are being fleeced anyway, and their only sin was being good citizens and owning property, owning a home. Right. And they get fleeced four times a year if you're paying it on your own. If it's included in your mortgage, then you are getting a deferral if your mortgage uh, payment has been deferred for a while. You're already getting mitigated by the bank. Right. So let's spread this. Let everybody get a share of this, especially the people who are older, who are they had a double whammy. They're the most susceptible to the disease, right. and they're most susceptible to economic right. difficulties here because most of them have reduced income. And you bring up a good point about the mortgages because a lot of people allow their uh, their mortgages, their taxes, their insurance are all put into one package, and the mortgage lender handles all of the distribution and the payment for for the, for those funds. Um, what happens? I mean, your mortgage payment is being held back or, or deferred. 
are they still having to pay your property taxes and they're still taking money out of your account for property taxes for their escrow? I guess that's what's happening. So well, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's high time that question was asked Yeah, in, in high places. So uh, the, uh, we had talked about something before uh, oh, uh, that you brought up. Uh, you're talking about unemployment? We're talking about un unemployment as well, right? Well, yeah, well, you go ahead with that. I, I uh, just wanted to ask um, about 600,000 people, that's the stat, are out of work here in New Jersey. How is the unemployment uh, office, how's their website uh, handling it over the last couple of weeks? Any improvement? We know it was a disaster two weeks ago trying to, to for people to file. And has it gotten any better? We're just looking for a, an update on that from everybody. So please uh, post your comments. But you were saying about uh, what, we, what else we were talking about with Lou earlier today, Lou Hockman? Yeah. You were, you were saying... Okay. Okay. I wanted to talk about... Uh, oh, there's so many things going on. You, you, it's fascinating now the business of, of the relationship with China and the virus. I don't want to get into a whole lot of that because that's still you know, very, very controversial. Uh, but, but I thought it was interesting that the president talking about deferring payment to the World Health Organization, which, of course, had betrayed us. I think that's pretty well accepted by everybody in this. Uh, who is in league with China. The uh, vice premier of Japan had said they should stop calling it the World Health Organization and call it the China Health Organization. Mm. But anyway, the, the president is taking a licking for suggesting they withhold funding from that. Uh, this government pretty much funds it. It's uh, $450 million a year. China pays $40 million, one-tenth of it. And yet they are running it pretty much. And they're, they've and most of I think it's time to consider backing out of the whole United Nations. Uh, and maybe there's some other accommodation for keeping in touch with people or some, you know, keeping their eye on the world. Because what's happening is we are supporting it. We're paying the freight, the, the, the lion's share of the freight. And yet it simply amounts often to a, uh, an organization who devotes its time to trashing the United States. So something to think about there. Uh, I was talking about the Trump frustration syndrome. TFS. TFS. Well, you know, the TDS, the Trump derangement syndrome. This is different. This is a little this, bit of an offshoot. This is for people, people who have this Trump frustration syndrome, and I consider myself one, who have been watching these press conferences the president has, along with his you know, expert panel, in which the president comes out, starts making remarks, covers a few things, then does them again, and then repeats it again, and drones on and on and on. While I'm sitting there waiting to hear from somebody who has some news about the virus, because I'm sitting there very interested in, in, in seeing that the government's covering, covering my backside from the virus, right. instead of hearing of all the glorious things the president has done <laughs> that, that he, he, is, he is not reluctant to tell us about. But again, here he comes, uh, and, and then you get into the question and answer. Well, well, first of all, before he even gets to the experts, I think it was last night, one of the nights, like an hour went by, and he's just droning on and on and on and on. Reminded me like an old vaudevillian who can't stop doing one-liners. Get One time get I got stuck in an elevator in New York with Maury Amsterdam. Remember the old comedian? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he did one-liners, and it was a slow elevator. And we were going uh, quite a distance in the old, uh, you know, RCA building in New York. And he went on and on. 
and pretty everybody's, you know, just doing a Rodney Dangerfield, pulling at their collars, you know, for air <laughs> and, and trying. And he couldn't stop. He, he, you tell he, he he got into the groove. He was in the zone and he couldn't stop. Well, this is what the president seems to do. But when he does that, and especially when you get to this question and answer by these twits who are sent over there. Right. Largely a bunch of ignoramuses as far as any actual knowledge of what goes on or certainly history. And they are baiting him. And so this turns out to be like a, 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 a college sophomore right. argument or debate when there's absolutely very little substance of any to it. They bait him and he takes the bait yeah. and goes on and on. Now, what he does, he loses his his dignity and the authority and dignity of the presidency with this just droning on and on, almost incoherent at times. Yeah. And I sit there in just frustration and just stop it. Sit down. Be quiet. You're you're <laughs> you quit so, your head, right? Yeah. It, it's given me second thoughts about the uh, the second term here. Uh, there's something something uh, the, the fact that is it on purpose? Because this administration, very intelligent people. And you can tell when some of the other people get up there. Secretary of the Treasury is great. The you know, Secretary of State, Attorney General. And, of course, the medical people, the lady and, and some of the, the others. I'm not too sure anymore about Dr. Uh, Fauci. I don't know about that. I'm he's, beginning to think he's, he's never, in league with the medical pharmaceutical uh, industry. Uh, there. Never met, never met an interviewer that he didn't like. He's been on every show. I mean, yeah. he's been on, you name it, every network, every time slot is like the guy never sleeps. He He's never uh, short for words. But uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, they've got to shorten up those briefings. They got to, the, the key word there would be briefing, right? They should really yeah. shorten things up and, you know, 20 minutes, uh, unless there's a major, major you know, a development, 20 minutes and you're out with these daily briefings. People really just want to hear news. They just don't need to hear rehashing. We're all up on what's going on. Yeah, I want to know what's happening. I'm, I'm not interested in hearing what he's done. I, I'll sit there and I'll write out, you know, an affidavit, essentially, that I respect him for his intelligence, his mighty works, and his towering brain. <laughs> That's okay. Now, okay, we, we accept that. Now sit down. Let, let somebody talk. I, I got to do one thing while we're here. Uh, you're talking about people coming out uh, and getting back to work and get and released from some of these confinements. Have they ever considered doing it based on health? The reason I say that is there is evidence, it would appear, and I've not seen really good statistics on this, that people who are in good health seem to be able, even if they get the virus, to carry the virus and their own body will take care of it. Their own body defensive system, the immune system, which is there it's its job to take care of that uh but the people who are seriously mortally ill people who are dying seem to be people a common denominator is that they would be older but and maybe the age has nothing to do with it but and maybe they got these afflictions because of the age but obesity would be number one they say a common denominator the people who, who die diabetes asthma or emphysema, one of the lung or COPD, one of the serious forms of it. Well, if this is true, why would they not think of releasing people based on health? If you are a healthy person, young person, fine. Confine uh, the quarantine people who are at an age and who have these conditions. Uh, and, and then 
you at least partially could get back to work. Yeah, I think it would work. Uh, there's going to be a lot of piddling and moaning about it, naturally, being discrimination and the like. But uh, it's something to think about because, essentially, one of the uh, one of the villains in this thing is the American diet, and the fact that we're all walking around weakened anywhere. Our immune systems are just about shot because of the diet, the processed foods, the chemicals, uh, and you talk about the uh, the asthma. There was a time, and I don't know if they still do this or not, but there was a gasoline additive called MTBE back in the 90s. And this was put in your gasoline, supposedly. A lot of people remember that. Oxybusters, the organization stopping it. People were getting sick from it. But the federal government said they had to put that in there to reduce something which it actually didn't, some pollutant. And it was also eating, it was in the gas, it was eating through the uh, tanks, underground tanks at filling stations, getting into the water supply. People were getting poisoned by that. And so you're talking, and, and there was a doctor in Philadelphia who uh, pointed out, uh, and I think very, very rationally, that this was causing a big spike in asthma and emphysema and lung afflictions by just being in the air. And there are so many things, so many reasons that we have weakened immune system. So the trick to this, and I hope after this is over, people will recognize that and, 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 completely do a 180-degree turn with their diets. Yeah, Get into things. Look it up. It's very easy. It's all over the Internet. There are books about this to strengthen your immune system right. because it would appear that people with strong immune systems have no problem with this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be a fact. Now, there are industries, there are big ones like the pharmaceutical-medical industry who's not going to like that because if everybody suddenly gets healthy, they lose. They depend on our being sick. <laughs> so if you want a conspiracy theory, think about it that way. But, but anyway, my, my point is they might consider uh, to qualify to come out of the, the quarantine health, state of health. And it would be very easy to determine. Okay, I just wanted to throw that out. I'd like to talk more about it later. I hope other people talk about it. The fact of nutrition and health and these viral diseases that hit us every time we turn around. So nationally, uh, they're looking to open up part of the economy by the end of this month, by May 1st, in healthy areas of the country. Obviously, the Northeast, Tri-State area, New Jersey included, would not be in that initial open up because of the uh, the numbers. And we're still really feeling the uh, the adverse effects of the virus. So we're probably a, a while away before even looking at that. But I mean, do you see any sort of loosening, Jim, over the next couple of weeks here in New Jersey as far as the way we're doing things with the quarantine, uh, loosening up business practices? I mean, if anybody has any ideas here on the scroll, just let us know. But what do you think? Do you think it's going to stay status quo? This debate has gone on forever about North Jersey and South Jersey. It's like two states. It's like two states now with this. It's the North, where the huge number of cases are in South Jersey. You get down to the point that down in like Cumberland County and around in there, there are either no cases or one. Or yes. And uh, even even starting Trenton South, if you want, or I-195 South, very uh, comparatively low incidence of this. Uh, and so you would almost have to treat New Jersey like two states. Right. Because there are parts of the state. Now, I see, I'm in, I guess, what would be called in Burlington County which would be considered part of southern New Jersey. 
And there are cases of it. There's a, you know, tragically, and there have been deaths from this, but you much less than you get in Bergen County and Essex County, where it's just huge. So there's a great deal of difference there. Now, I look around. I see delivery people functioning. I see workers out there of one kind or another working on you know, variously the streets or houses or you know, craftsmen of one kind or another out there. And a lot of people moving around. And the people seem to be behaving very responsibly. The market's open, of course. Uh, and so, uh, but you get two polls. Now, Governor Murphy indicated last night that interview, and he has said before, which is kind of curious, that he does not want to release these restrictions until there is no more cases. You remember that? Until yeah. the last person has passed through this. Well, if he's saying that, then that could be a year and a half before they get uh, the virus, uh, the, uh, the vaccine develops. Yeah, but even if you get the vaccine, how many people got flu shots and still got the flu over the last couple of years? About half. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even if they get the vaccine, it's no guarantee. So I don't know. I, it, I, I, I can sit back and say it's not my problem. Right. But, of course, it's everybody's problem, really. And Well, uh, from what we've understood, that uh, all of the Northeast governors from Maine, I believe, down to Delaware, including New Jersey, they're all going to act uh, together as far as rulings, as far as future quarantines, even after parts of the country are reopened at some point. So, I mean, I think it's going to be like a block uh, type area in this area. What's good for one is good for all. Well, this is such a mystery and such a new thing and, and such a novelty that it seems like people in leadership essentially, and I don't mean this pejoratively, but I think it's just part of the whole part and parcel of the whole condition. They don't know whether to what the old expression go caca or go blind. Yeah, right. And so everybody's running around. It's the old thing when in danger or in doubt, run in circles, scream and shout. Right. And this is what we're doing. And, and with the proliferation and the omnipresence of media, you don't miss anything. The, the good, the bad, the ugly uh, is all out there. So, again, uh, the, the frustration syndrome, I think, has uh, sort of descended upon us. Right. So we'll see. You know, God bless everyone. I, I, uh, but I, I would urge very strongly, give serious thought. If you are obese and somebody, well, that's fat shaming. I don't care. I'm not that politically correct. I, I would shame you because this is, I'm talking about, I don't, don't ask me for a BMI number. My B, what, what is your body mass index number? Do you have one, Bob? If you, uh, it's under 25, 26. I'm under the limit. Yeah, I'm under. Okay, the, okay. mine's 23. And so I, I and I'm, I uh, uh, hope that this will stand me in good stead with this thing. But uh, I think people should should think about getting there and examine your diet. If you want the most simple form of a good diet, look up Mediterranean diet because that does allow some meat. Uh, I don't, except, you know, I slip a bit of salmon every now and again. I go into the closet and sneak it or sneak an egg or two. But uh, give thought to that because this this is your best defense. They talk about all of the, the, the inoculations, the, the, the antibodies and the vaccines and the like. And uh, covering your mouth and all of this stuff, but still, your best defense is already in you. Right. What you have to do is wake it up because it has been pretty much put to sleep by the diet. Avoid processed foods. Very simply, go to natural foods. I know it's hard now because you got to live on what you have stashed away. But when the time comes, instead of worrying about when this comes back next year, this 
consider this a uh, a rehearsal, right? Yep. Because it could have been worse. And we're okay. Also, and uh, also looking for um, uh, people's responses. What are you doing to help others during this uh, pandemic time? Are you doing anything nice out there? Let us know. Write your comments right here on the scroll. Uh, one note, I don't know if you saw this, Jim. Um, a lot of celebrities um, and uh, state figures are getting together next Wednesday for a an online fundraiser. I mean, we're talking about Tony Bennett, John Bon Jovi, and all across uh, many uh, entertainers and celebrities uh, for the New Jersey Pandemic Relief Fund. It's njprf.org. It's going to be uh, happening next Wednesday online. Many TV networks are going to be uh, broadcasting it, and you can make a donation to help those in need, especially here specifically for New Jersey. That's next Wednesday. And more mm -hmm. info on the, uh, the government website, njprf.org. Um, and as far as I'm concerned is what I've done to help others. I mean, a lot of uh, local businesses are – putting out uh, GoFundMe pages to keep their employees in, you know, at least uh, floating it, whatever. I, I go to a local spa for my monthly massage, and uh, I made a donation to my spa to uh, keep them in business because I feel awful that these businesses have been out for four weeks, and now it looks like they're going to go on two months in some areas. And how much longer can these hang on? So if you see an opportunity to help your local business by you know, to getting some takeout or throwing some money to help some employees that you've known for years and businesses, go ahead and do it. And, you know, you're going to get that. I know we're all checking our bank accounts for those, uh, those stimulus oh, yeah. checks. Mine hasn't come in. I've already checked twice today, but once I get mine, I'm going to throw a lot more back into the economy. If you can do it and you're still employed and you're just getting that money, it's going to be extra dough for you. Throw it back into somebody who needs it. Don't put it under your mattress. People need that money and, and give it to those that, that need it. That's that's what I got to say. I just thought of something real quick medically, which I, I'm not an authority of things medical. If you want to do a test on people before you let them out into the general population to go about their business, they say that one of the common symptoms, the universal about this uh, coronavirus is loss of taste and smell. So you go around, anybody wants to come out, they go around and they give them a you know, squeeze a fresh lemon, stick yeah. it on their tongue. If they can't taste it, go back in the house. <laughs> if you can, go. Yep. God bless you. Be, be fruitful and multiply. Get out there. So, so I guess that'll do it for this week. We will be back next week. And until then, keep it right here on New Jersey 101.5 FM radio. We've got round-the-clock coverage of the coronavirus and the impacts and, you know, breaking news as it happens, anything from the governor's office, any changes. And, you know, right here on the website, nj1015.com, Facebook Live, we've got broadcasts all week long here. And, of course, on the New Jersey 101.5 app. Jim, always a pleasure. Well, good to see you. Good to talk with you again. My old colleague, Toy. 30 years we worked together. 30 years. Yes, indeed. And uh, here's to many, many more. And everybody, thanks for uh, being with us this morning. And please continue to be safe, New Jersey. Yeah, many, many more to everybody. Okay, Have yourself a great week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.